0: Bags down, spikes on. Welcome to the track. My name is Colin Waitsman. I'm going to be your host for this episode of Track World News. And we have another installment of our interview series. This will be our second interview. We are going to be speaking with the current NCAA record holder in the men's pole vault, Casey Lightfoot. He goes to Baylor University. Have a really great conversation ahead for you. He talks about how he got started in the vault, how he became uh, the great vaulter that he is right now, and, and all that good stuff. But before we get started on that, make sure that you like, subscribe, follow, share, Uh, all that stuff with our our podcast it helps us know that you're really enjoying it and uh, make sure you leave a rating as well Uh, have a good one and we'll talk to you later peace so today we have a very exciting guest for our second installment of our interview series here with track world news Uh, you might have seen him on espn in the top 10 plays Uh, recently we have the new national record holder current world lead uh, if you're seeing it, if you're watching us on YouTube, she was a, the former Gatorade Player of the Year. Also, uh, Casey Lightfoot. Uh, Casey, thanks for for joining us. Heck yeah! Thank you. No problem. No problem. Well, first, uh, it, it, I gotta say, the the city or the greater area of of Kansas City, Missouri, must be on just an all time high for the past what year, two years with. Starting off with one of the the guys you vaulted against for a while, Chris Nielsen breaking the national record, and then winning the Super Bowl with uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Not not too much longer after, then flash forward another year, you now breaking his very own national record, and then being back at you know com- competing for another Super Bowl this year. So I mean, what's in the what's in the water over there in in Kansas City that's just producing these? these great athletes, athletic performances as of recent.
1: You, you know, I don't, I don't know. It, there's, there must be something though. Cause we got, we got quite a bit going on with the Royals whenever they won the world series in what, 20, 2015, mm-hmm. now the chiefs. Yeah. Chris Nielsen, me. I mean, there's must be something, something in the water, but I, I couldn't tell you what it is.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's great seeing that. I mean, I was just talking about, about this with my dad and I was like, yeah, like, I mean, it's crazy. These two vaulters from, pretty pretty close areas, not just competing to be very good vaulters, but two of the best that the NCAA has ever seen. That'd be like me and one of my, you know, local district rivals being, you know, national national record holders. I mean, what were those competitions like going up against some stiff, you know, stiff vaulters just pretty locally from a from a young age when you started? You know, in high school I'm not going to lie. Chris
1: was, Chris jumped higher than me. He was a couple of years older than me. So whenever we <laughs> went to me, it's like his, his senior year, I think at state, no his junior year at state whenever he jumped, he jumped 17 foot and broke yeah. our, uh, broke our state record. I, I was a freshman. I jumped like I, think I jumped 14, nine or 15, 15 foot at state. So it wasn't like, I mean, he was older than me. He was a higher jumper than me. So it was like, there's only so much you can do about that. Mm. But now, I mean, now we're pretty we're pretty close we actually talked about it the other day something I said something to him I don't remember what it was but he was like we're going we're talking about who's won more competitions or something just friendly just a friendly talk nothing like nothing major he was like you might have me right now but I definitely I definitely had you in high school and I was like yeah that's definitely (laughs) true
0: (laughs) There you go. I mean, that's it's cool seeing some you know, great competition, uh, and now being two of the most competitive vaulters here in the here in the states. And so, yeah, I'd love to talk about how was this this first meet or yeah this opening up their your indoor season pretty much with 5.94 for for those that don't know metric that's a 19 feet five and three quarters of an inch. Uh, you know, with the with the NCAA record, did you go into the meet? knowing like hey I'm I'm feeling pretty good or was it something that kind of came out of nowhere and it was like you know what let's just put the bar up 594 see what happens
1: well it, kind of a mixture of, mixture of both um so mentally I was I was ready kind of ready for it I mean I trained real hard during the pandemic so anyways well, I jumped to six meter bar in practice I jumped 94 bar in practice a couple times a couple weeks week before b- before the meet so I knew it was possible like I, I felt, I felt good. I was ready for it. The only thing that was kind of an issue is I, I've been having some a quad, a left quad kind of issue. So that, that was the only thing that was kind of, kind of holding, holding us accountable. Just like, man, should we, should we do this? Should we not do this? But it, thankfully, thankfully, it loosened up. So, but that was one of the one of the goals for the meet for sure. The the major goal would have been a would have been a six meter bar, of course but I knew even if I was like, if I would have made a six meter bar, 94 was going to come before it. So, I mean, pole vault is one of those things you never know exactly what's going to happen. It's just one of those events. It's just crazy. I mean, every, every event's kind of got that, but pole vault's just like so unique in its own aspect that so much can go wrong and so little. And there's just a lot that goes into it. But, but from ups I, I felt, I felt pretty good. I'm going to be honest. I, I knew there was a pretty good chance that it was going to happen. I mean, it's high bar. You don't know if it's going to, but, I felt like there was a higher chance of it happening than it wasn't. So, whenever you kind of put the numbers that way, it just helped the confidence even more. So, I put it up there at 94. I think it was my fourth fourth bar of the competition. I I passed pretty aggressively just to try to keep the legs fresh. And
0: I mean, it worked out. I guess it worked <laughs> out in my favor. There you go. There you go. Uh, so from for an outsider looking in. Um, your last PR was what, uh, 583, I wish it were 983, that'd be insane, uh, <laughs> five, 583, and then jumping up what, about five or so inches to 594, and for any vaulter, I mean, that's a lot, for those that don't know, I mean, that's, that's, that'd be a lot for, from what, 16 to like 16.5, but once you're getting up to those 19 foot bars and over, I mean, that's like a huge jump because like one centimeter, I mean, obviously is the difference between a national record and not for what did you do in between your, your two PRs training wise that really got you ready to be seeing these, you know, six meter bars and in, in competitions and really giving good looks at it?
1: Yeah. So, you know, it, it showed 583 was, was my mark, but, um, like, I mean, I did a bunch, like, because I did 583 right before, right before this whole pandemic, and they, like it was mm-hmm. a big 12, so we went to NCAA's so it was our next meet, and then it got shut down right then and there, yeah. our whole season was taken, so, yeah, that was my last official PR, but I did a bunch of, like, just kind of unofficial meets, like, I, I did an inter-squad meet a couple, I mean, month, month, two months ago, and I ran from eight, and I jumped 591, mm-hmm. so it's, it's not official, but, like, it wasn't as crazy as it kind of seems on on paper just going straight from 583 to 594 like there was definitely marks in between but they just weren't they I mean they weren't listed they were practice because mm-hmm. they, we couldn't get in any competitions you know i mean the whole pandemic shut everything down and even if you yeah. got in one the fact for it would to be like on world athletics was rare you know what i mean like if i went to the, to some meet be the, the high school or just some open just put together just janky meat and there'd be no way that it would be yeah. official enough to be on world athletics but um yeah I mean I just trained I trained real hard over the summer for those six seven months whatever it was I never stopped I never stopped even after like big 12s when when in season our season got canceled I, I definitely didn't stop because you didn't know if it took a while for the Olympics to be postponed so I worked worked a lot on my on my short approach, and I worked a lot on my technique. I mean, I've, I've definitely fixed some things that were an issue.
0: What were some of those those things that that you realized was were an issue for you? I know uh, very different, but I know when I was vaulting, like the biggest thing was uh, being able like push off like I just I was just trash at it uh it was just never great never great uh what what were some things technically for you that you were like okay these are these are aspects I really got to hammer home if I want to you know be seeing these big bars so one of the things
1: that was mine it's kind of like push off but not exactly but it was like during my invert to like where you go over the bar I would always kind of just kind of flag out a little bit just kind of just come out of it too early just get real wide and I mean it I mean it still works. don't get me wrong I jumped pretty high doing it but I knew that like if I wanted a six meter bar within the short short future like a short goal kind of deal or just even like a 590 bar I knew that that had to I had to get I had to get just a little bit a little better at wrapping on the pole just getting the top end fixed. and that was that was kind of a big thing I wish I could have worked on my run a little more but I didn't have a place to do like full approach
0: mm-hmm.
1: so it was like like my last step still needs to be worked on I run the it's kind of what we're working on right now is my run. But during that whole time, it was just all technique
0: on the top end and the plant. So I got a lot.
1: I got a lot done.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, I know uh, I, I've always hated the question when I got it from friends and family of what is a typical workout look like? Because we all know every single day is, is like a different workout for for vaulters. But what would you say is a, is a typical like a typical jump day uh, workout um, like midweek yeah. maybe for you guys? Yeah, so we we jump today so I will kind of
1: just go through what I went through today actually. Usually I, I go in for treatment about an hour, about uh, an hour before we jump. Um we just kind of do the typical just jump and you know warm up, jump takes 2 hours, hour and hour and a half. I was only two of us today, so it only took like an hour and an hour and a half, hour 15. And we got to meet on Saturday, so it was pretty short. But then usually every jump day, we we I mean we do sprints right after. We do 100 step down, 180, 60 40 20s two of each maybe mm-hmm. um then we always on jump days we always we always lift after so then lift for probably an hour hour and 10 ish and I mean that's pretty much all the jump days on not jump days it's always just drills pull
0: runs plyos just kind of the regular stuff mm-hmm. you mentioned um I, I wanted to get an inside scoop on what happened at indoor indoor nationals last year or i guess yeah the time frame with pandemic is just so crazy but indoor yeah last year ncaa is when they canceled it like the day Mm -hmm. of because i remember watching like and they were posting pictures and videos of athletes getting there and warming up and i i can't remember if it was the day before or the day of but like they shut it down and like there were some athletes that they did like a mock four by four or something i can't remember what it was but What's, what was it like being there and you getting prepared to jump either the next day or the day after? And they're like, yeah, no, we're, we're shutting this down. I mean, what was going through your guys' head there?
1: Yeah, it was, it was wild for sure. So we, we got there, we did a, we did our shakeout. We already did our, so we, we'll, I don't know exact days, but we'll say we got there like on Wednesday, Wednesday night, we did a shakeout on Thursday morning. We did a shakeout. And I was supposed to jump on Friday. Well, in between our shakeout Thursday and my competition Friday, they said, we're done. Everyone go home. But I I just got my, I just got my treatment scheduled for that night. I was supposed to jump the next day. We were all pumped.
0: Mm -hmm. And no, we just got shut down so fast. (laughs) Oh man. That's like, I couldn't, that'd be awful. I mean, you had to, yes, you have to understand what's, what's going on. And it's, it's like, okay, I get why it's it's happening, but still still pretty awful. I mean, were there some other – I know, obviously, you still have eligibility left because you're obviously competing this year, but were some of your, your teammates that were there or maybe friends that you knew that were competitors, seniors, and, like, just it's their last year and weren't able to compete?
1: Yeah. I mean, they did give us our, an eligibility back because of it, but, like, Chris Nielsen was a senior, and, um, I mean, he ended up going professional because he's – I don't blame him. Didn't want to wait until next year and he only i think he only had an outdoor left but um but yeah i mean there's people that just especially like the senior years there was a school i can't i don't remember which school it was maybe in like arkansas or something i don't think it was though but anyways there was a school where these like two girls it was like the first kind of big thing that was like put a put a big emphasis on seniors not getting a season back and I mean, you just feel so bad for them because you can't, there was nothing that we could do in the situation mm-hmm. to, to make it any better. And it was yeah. like, yeah, for me, I had more eligibility. I wasn't that, I wasn't that worried about it, but just for some of those people, like we, I think we only had maybe like, I don't even know. We may have only had like one, one senior with us. So you just, I mean, it wasn't too bad for our team, but some teams, I mean, people were they worked their whole college career to get to an NCAA and if you were a senior and that was your last one I mean you just feel so bad for them
0: yeah it's got to stink especially like and there's some seniors that might be your last one and your first one where it's like hey that's the first time you qualify and then it's like shut down and some people might not have been able to you know to to postpone their life or whatever for for another year of eligibility so that stinks but um I guess looking forward uh we do have meets this year which is good they're trying to figure it out uh what's the what are some of your goals let's let's talk first short term for just this indoor season what's something you're, you're hoping to do and then i guess look look forward towards towards outdoor you know after this
1: the first short-term goal was to break the collegiate record but the next one would be a six meter bar for sure
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's where, where are you guys competing where are you com- competing this uh weekend
1: we have a meet on Saturday at Texas A&M.
0: Oh, cool. Any, uh, what, are you, what are some things uh, when you were looking at the videos from this previous uh, meet or just going over things, what were some, you know, things that you could have done at the six meter bar that, you know, would have been able to clear it?
1: So the one thing that we did, it was a questionable move, but I don't, I don't, it's fine. Um. So I made five ninety four on my biggest five ten pole. So it's like a sixteen foot nine pole. It was, so what it what was size
0: like, poles are you using? Like what's the are you like what's the flex or the, the weight on there? It that? was a
1: five it was a five ten, so sixteen nine, it was a thirteen point six flex, so a two oh five label maybe. I don't no. I don't know, my poles don't have labels anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's a two oh five though, just from the engravings. So that was I made ninety four on, on that pole. I blew it up, didn't touch it. It was a good I mean, it was a fairly decent job but I just got some 520s in some 17 foot poles never got to try them and it was kind of a toss up whether or not at six meters I should stay on the 510 or just try the 520s out and I mean there's not all you don't always get a chance to try them out so we we just pulled we tried it out just came up a little short I mean if it would have if I would have rolled it over it would have been, been just fine I would have blown it up probably would, it would have been a good jump but um not everything's all just perfect. So we gave it a try. We gave it a try, whether it was the right call or not. That's the one that we went with. So other than that, there's not, I mean, you know, it wasn't even a bad jump. Like people ask me, it was like, what, what happened at six meters? And I'm like, man, it's just, it's just a really high bar. <laughs> you know, it was like, I still had a good jump. It just didn't stay up there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, there's so, especially with the higher, the higher bars that you're going, the, the more important those like extraordinarily tiny Mm -hmm. details are and it's not like uh you know what let's just go up and jump and if you do (laughs) it it's it'll it'll be fine because it's like a bar and i can just like pick literally any pole in the bag and it'll probably be fine
1: it's not like that anymore
0: yeah so i mean for you when you when you started vaulting I, i mean Jumping, what I think you said, fourteen nine as a freshman, like that's still very impressive. A lot of people may not even jump that after their entire career. Like, when when did you realize, oh, I'm I'm pretty good at this, and I want to continue doing this in high school, college?
1: So, I mean, I I, I was pretty, I had a lot of fun in it at the beginning. So I was like, I, I knew I kind of wanted to keep doing it, but I guess I got like, I can almost say I got like really serious probably my sophomore year of high school maybe like 14.9 as a freshman it was pretty it's a pretty good jump but it's not like it wasn't like one of the top in the nation at the time or anything so it was like it wasn't that that crazy but like my my, my sophomore year I jumped 17 foot or 16.9 I think it was and that was kind of towards one of the nation's tops and then my junior year is kind of when it really hit I jumped a 540 bar 17.8 so that was a pretty big one for a junior in high school, and then I jumped eighteen five as a senior. So, I think kind of the switch was probably between in that in between that freshman and sophomore year of high school.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you uh you've been vaulting obviously for for a while now? You ever have um, go through some of those mental blocks where whether you're just getting a lot of run throughs or maybe it's like hey I'm I'm not loving the sport right now and or how, what kind of how have you gone through jumping mentally over the years? I mean you get all you get all the ups and downs for sure
1: thankfully I don't have too many mental blocks every once in a while you'll get a little kind of just like a little case of the run-throughs not I don't do it like mine I know people that have it like horrible but mine it's like just once or twice just kind of in a row and it just kind of gets frustrating and it might lead to another one but then I usually I mean I figure it out but yeah, there are definitely the times to where things aren't going right and volleyball is like, like your worst enemy. It's just something mm-hmm. that you just don't want to do at the time, but you have to do it. You're just not having fun and those are t- those are tough times to get through. I mean, I I probably went through that. Honestly, the summer that I went to World Championships was probably one of the worst times where I was like this is not fun anymore because my season was my season was 14 months long. I went from August to October straight wow and that was like I definitely like overworked my body at the time and it got to the point like because you have to peak at so many different times it's really hard to be in college and kind of go to some of these big meets because at the time it was like NCAAs were in like June but then the the world championships were in late late September early October and you Mm -hmm. have to try to like you got to try to peak here and peak here but if you peak here you got to somehow manage these extra three months before you can get to here. And these three months in the hot summer of Waco is tough.
0: And a lot of people at those points are starting to get ready for the next season. Like people are starting those those mm-hmm. general wor- workouts. So it's – you got a whole lot of different different things going on. I mean, going – looking at it this year, uh, I, it normally wouldn't be an Olympic year. Um, how would you – how, would you, how did you feel when you noticed or when you found out that they were going to be postponing the Tokyo 2020 Olympics to 2021? Was that like, a okay, great, I need this extra year? Or was it a little bit frustrating because you thought, you know, last year was your, you know, a good chance at it? So I, I personally didn't I, – I mean, I
1: knew it was coming, any, coming anyways. Like I knew they were going to do it. But I didn't find it that big of a deal for me because I'm still young. For older guys, kind of just like the same situation that we talked about for like the the college seniors not getting their extra NCAA. Like if that was going to be their last meet, it's really unfortunate for them. But I knew that wasn't going to be my last meet, my my last try. And the, the, the biggest part that people kind of overlook is that it was only – it was postponed, not canceled.
0: Yeah. So it's like
1: we only had to wait one more year instead of four more years. And so right now we're obviously still hoping that this postponed year – will happen because i just i read something not too long ago that we can't postpone it again since we're going to have a, a winter olympics next year we're going to if it gets postponed again it gets canceled so for me it wasn't too big of a deal i knew i could i could use the the extra year to grow i mean i'm still still growing i mean i'm yeah i'm only 21 but for people that were at like kind of like kind of like maybe past their prime or so or maybe that was going to be the last the last meet i could i could see where it would have been an issue yeah
0: it's uh there's there's a lot of competition it seems like in the not just the united states uh, but like the world it's, i think there's like over 10 vaulters nowadays that are really close to either they've already jumped six meters or they're very close to six meters like yourself um i mean what's that especially in the united states for getting just getting to the olympics it it, it might be a challenge. Or, anything you're you're preparing for getting ready for nervous about with you know because there are such you know so mm-hmm. many good vaulters here in the united states
1: yeah i mean just getting ready for the olympic trials we have it a little different than a lot of the a lot of the other countries they usually just have to jump the olympic standard and bang, bang you're on the olympic team but for what we have to do since we have so many people we have the olympic trials so it's like we obviously we still have to jump the olympic standard to make it the olympic team but um yeah we got to go battle it out and eugene and then you uh you make, you go through a prelims and then like 12 go to finals and then top three in finals, make the Olympic
0: team. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's wild. It's, there's a lot of, it it takes a lot, you know, trying to, you know, represent us. Obviously you've been doing it at a high level. I mean, are there any meets or any people when you see you're at, they're at a competition that you get nervous about, or is it just you in the runway and you know, nothing really bothers you too much? Nothing
1: really bothers me too much anymore. I, I could see, I might have gotten a little nervous and like past, like if I would have jumped with somebody who was jumping really high or something. But now it's kind of just like, I know I'm one of I'm one of the top jumpers in the world, so it's not like there's really too much to be nervous about. I know everybody who's ranked right around me. I think we're all pretty close friends, actually. But um, yeah, I mean, whenever it comes down to it, I've I've realized over the years it's just me against the bar. You know what I mean? There's only so much you can't do anything else about how everybody else is jumping. If they they jump out of their shoes and they triple PR. I mean, all you can do is try to do the same thing. You can't change anything what they're doing because in the end, it's just us against
0: the bar. For sure. For sure. What's one, what's your, like, uh, your just favorite thing about the sport? I know that it's, it's such an exciting event for not just athletes like us, but for people that are watching it also, it's, just it's so weird and strange that you see i'm just listening on sports center when, when they were talking about you is this didn't it sounded like they didn't even know what to say they're just like oh there's casey taking the poll and he's up and over and has clear it's like just people don't know even what to say i mean what's your like favorite part about you know competing
1: i one of my favorite parts whenever we obviously had spectators and stuff um is just getting a big crowd around you know what i mean like so, me it doesn't matter if you know what's going on or not. It looks really cool. So whenever we'd have like meets or something, if you get the clap going, you get the whole stadium kind of just all watching one event. It just brings so much attention to it. That's probably one of that I like. I like that one a lot.
0: What was it like uh seeing that you were on what top 10 plays did you know it was happening or did like your coach say hey look like ch- check out sports center right now
1: yeah, so i didn't know it's actually it was pretty funny i i checked because i was like i think that was the same day that i jumped 94 so my phone had quite a few notifications um i checked to twitter and jeremy warner olympic olympic gold medalist he tagged me in one he was like hey casey you were just on sports center top 10 i was like what <laughs> but sure enough in about the 20, 20 minutes later maybe our media guy sent me the video and i was like man
0: i really didn't make it on sports Center. that was pretty cool oh yeah i my favorite thing was the uh you, you you finally got to be able to use the uh what the jack harlow sports center top 10 uh on your what your instagram i, like, I did there <laughs> you go i was like that that's that's a moment that i'm like hey if, if that ever happens first thing going on right it was that, perfect that, that it was, was perfect. perfect awesome then um Last thing, uh, Casey, I mean, obviously you said you wanted to jump six meters uh, coming up, whether it's this week, sometime during indoor, any other goals or you know, things that you're you're really looking forward to um, with your vaulting career um, moving forward? I mean, I'm just looking
1: forward to kind of just NCAAs this year, my college year, hopefully get to the Olympic team. But I mean, it's just I'm not really looking forward to anything specific. I just know it's going to be a fun year. I mean, we have We have meets lined up right now and I think we might've taken them almost a little for granted before, but um, I just want to have fun with it. That's what I try to do. That's what makes it entertaining. That's why I do it. So just that's, that's kind of all I'm really trying to do right now.
0: For sure. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for, for taking the time. And uh, where can people go if they wanted to follow you on social media, keep up with your stories, stats, all that type of stuff.
1: Um, Instagram, it's just at Casey underscore Lightfoot and Twitter, I guess. I don't even I think it's at Casey LTFT. I'm not even sure what my Twitter
0: handle is. <laughs> no problem, man. Well, well thank you for, for taking the time, really do appreciate it. It's been an awesome conversation, and uh, thank you to everyone that's listening. It's been another episode of Track World News, our second installment of the interview series. Uh, we had Casey Lightfoot, NCAA champion or NCAA uh, record holder in the in the pole vault. Uh, if you'd like to keep keep up with us, make sure you go follow us on Instagram at Track News. We post content and and recaps and other news on the sport. Uh, have a good one and peace.